0: know if it's because I
1: think part of it is because my voice is so low
0: well that could be it just sit up a little closer I wonder why it does that I have a low see, if no
1: vocal cord voice
0: I'm talking low and being very quiet in my delivering and it
1: still picks up I don't know.
0: and it still picks up <laughs> but if I talk normally it's going to bounce yeah. see it
1: I there it seen. is well, your voice sounds good on it. Mine always sounds like it's far away, even when I'm close. And I think that's because the vocal cords are broke. Yeah. Or they're damaged, whatever the doctor said. They're gone. There's nothing they can do about
0: it. So maybe mine's a little higher. <laughs> higher
1: a bit. lot higher than mine. <laughs> Look at that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. That's good. Because I think I have a low voice. Not compared to mine, though. But right. not only that, I, don't, I also probably don't have... Because the vocal cords are damaged, even though you can hear me and it does sound, loud, you sound like you. I'm still missing something. That's yeah. Making it can't pick up unless I talk really loud.
0: Project your voice.
1: <laughs> Project my. Voice. Forget <laughs> it. I'm scooting up. All right. How's that? Mm-hmm. So I'll leave some of that in because that was fun.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe if you crank the bass up. My
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, bass is already up. That's the problem. i got to crank the bass down. I can't even talk like that. Yeah, picked it up for that.
0: It says up there on the wall, get those
1: Zs. Yep. Find balance, it says. Yeah. Bask in bliss. Didn't we just talk about that? Balance? Yeah, we did. Surrender. So the quote for today is, surrender is the intersection between change and acceptance hi everyone welcome to really life i am Dee. i i'm nancy and this is our podcast we are already eight minutes into having to edit and we're just saying hello <laughs> <laughs> lots of editing okay so if you want to email us comments questions you can go to 20reallylife20 at gmail.com we're on instagram and and twitter under Really Life Podcast and Facebook under Really Life. You can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, you know, Apple Podcasts. But we welcome any ratings and reviews, especially from Apple Podcasts, because those are really I'm not getting hits on that. We're getting a lot of it on our website. Like our 500 of our people are on it, from the website. Which is really reallylife20.com that has all of our podcasts on it and information about Nance and I instagram and all that good stuff's on there emails on there too so you can go there and i guess i better still sit closer um okay how was your week man i know i sound think? snarky i'm snarky today
0: snarky i didn't I'm take snarky. it snark snarkily
1: I'm, I'm, <laughs> snarky. I'm a little out of loop today so um
0: uh, my week it was a good week actually i didn't do much over the weekend Went and saw my dad on yesterday for a little bit. Rested on Saturday, which is frustrating because I didn't do anything. So it makes
1: me feel unproductive. <laughs> so you had a but it was good. You had a good yeah relaxing day yeah and your body needed it
0: yeah
1: so it's okay
0: yeah I had to surrender <coughs> to the fact that I needed
1: some rest. Got to work that balance in your there life. There you go. And... <laughs> there you go. How was your week? I don't remember. How was my week? Um, My week's been good, though. Had a nice little do little things around the house, because I had to take it slow still. And then I had one day, because I took on a cleaning job, to help a lady find out she knows I'm slow, so Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about feeling bad about being slow. Yeah. And they're detailed jobs, which, of course, I love doing the details. It was a transformation cleaning, as I call it. So I like that. It was basically a good week still trying to wrap my head around people that don't act the way I want them to but (laughs) (laughs) I am thankful for Al-Anon and thank you all for the program Mm -hmm. for Way of Life you know and then I've also had and I don't know if it's because of the podcast but I've had some you know past shit coming up staring me in the face and so that it was a little interesting to process because I don't just stuff stuff down. Yeah. If it keeps coming up, I'm like, okay, what do I need to learn and what triggered it?
0: Right. Know?
1: So, and as long as it's not setting me off or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, just stirred the pot a little,
0: not a lot. Yeah,
1: if it doesn't seem like it's doing any hurt, major damage, then I, you know, I process it. If it feels like it's not going to come out very well.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Then I'll stuff it a little bit until I can talk to my counselor, or I'll put a call in and say, mm. or I call someone that I can Yeah. say, hey, this came up and this was not cool. A lot of my past stuff used to come up in the moment. I was there. You know, emotions, right. feelings, physical feeling, everything. You know, it would, it would be too powerful. It would just blow me away. So I would leave. Right. I would just shut it down and say, yeah, I got stuff to do. I can't deal with this, but of course it sits there, so. But anyway, so I was taking a look at some of it, figuring out why. And then we were talking about surrender today, and surrender was a big deal for me. And again, like the balance, different points in time in my Mm -hmm. life where I had surrendered to certain things, some good, some bad, some within, you know. Mm hmm And I think, because I heard surrender starting at, like, 15 when I first came in the program, I'd really been thinking about it. And I think that's what stirred some of the stuff up. Yeah. Because I had a lot of shit to surrender (laughs) that I I didn't know how. Right. I didn't understand the whole point of surrender. I'm going to let Nancy tell you what surrender is to her. (laughs) so I can
0: get there's the segue so I
1: can get together for
0: (laughs) I think for me one of the I was of course kind of like you looking up stuff about surrender and what it means to me and how it's affected my life and I know for me that you know getting sober at a young age you know when they talk about you have to surrender to win and admit you're powerless and that, oh, powerless. that and powerful. yeah that didn't that didn't resonate with me mm-hmm. very well because I didn't know how to wrap my head around you know how do you surrender to win right how is it that because surrender always
1: meant give up
0: right right especially <clears throat> in our juvenile ages well yeah in our immature mind and that kind yeah. of stuff kind of like waving the white flag and feeling defeated exactly so I know for me that surrender has definitely changed over the years which is I find it a little more freeing when I can do it oh gosh yeah Um, I don't think it's something that you just say I think in some instances you kind of have to throw your hands up and say okay I give (laughs) Right. right. because there isn't anything you can do or say or anything but in other instances, I think, at least for me, a part of my process is to resist it yeah. and realize, yeah, I have no control or no, there isn't anything that I can do to change this, but I still am resistant to surrendering that because then it means I've got to do something different within me. Right. And I have to change with inside myself. And that's always hard. Especially um,
1: surrender basically means given into something realizing something giving up something which is always means change
0: right i was trying to find a definition that resonated and one of the definitions that that stood out to me was surrender is acknowledging that you have limited power or no power over a person or situation
1: that's a good one
0: that's a very good one because i think that that has definitely resonated with me as far as surrender goes very tangible that one too yeah. It's something I can wrap
1: my head around. That's tangible because mm-hmm. people places and decisions. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of my surrender is internal.
0: Well yeah. I
1: had to Yeah. Surrender to a lot of different things. And then the other one you said too about behaviors, surrendering up certain behaviors. hmm So there's so many that we can talk about today. Yeah. There's emotional, there's behaviors, there's ideals. Mm -hmm. You know, we just surrender our deals up because we find out "Mm, that's not working anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not serving me. That's one of my new sayings lately. Like, I've been writing certain things. yeah, And, like, this does not serve me well. (laughs) Right. I like that. I feel like I'm a queen. It does not serve me well. Really, I mean, I even wrote it on one of the Instagram or one of the things about if it doesn't serve you well, which means if it's not good for you, yeah and that's what i mean by it doesn't serve me well if um i'm doing something or getting something from someone that's not good for me right or if i'm doing something that's not good for me or whatever it may be like that it doesn't serve me well right and i just i like the ring to it i like the queenliness of it (laughs) so i've been saying that to myself like well okay i gotta do this and this and this and I don't have the energy to do that right now. And the little voice in my head says, "Um, this is not serving you well. Make a choice and do something different. To save my life, I had to lose it. That was one of my surrenders. Mm -hmm. I had to. I, because of the way I was, I had to literally give up almost everything about myself. I had to change. I had to admit a lot of things Mm -hmm. that I wasn't wanting to admit and I had to surrender to the fact that this is how I am and um, what am I going to do about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think surrender for me is it's, it's not something that is going to happen quickly sometimes, especially with internal kind of surrenders. I tend to bump up against the wall more times than not until I get to the point where I can say, okay, uh, I can't do this anymore. Um, surrender is when I first got sober I couldn't wrap my head around powerlessness being powerless over something. I yep. was 16 how do you do that? Yeah. You don't. don't. tell me I don't have power Right. 16. Yeah. But as time went on surrendering to the fact that I had all the knowledge that I drank and did too many drugs. I had no no power over any of that. Right. You know, once I picked up, I was off and running. I I always drank for effect every single time. I never had just one or just because I liked the taste of it. So when I was armed with all the information and kind of looked at it that way and saw that it was so much bigger than me, the addiction was so much bigger than me, I absolutely had no power. And in order for me to get past it, I had to, you know, surrendering. That surrender to win thing is is about saying, okay, yeah, I can't do this. I have absolutely no idea how to stay sober. I don't have the language for it. Right. And I think in doing that for me, internally, it was more about not only asking for help, but accepting the fact that I was an alcoholic. And that, I think, was, at least for me, I hit that point of surrender. And the steps that I took after that were, you know, they talk about acts of desperation. I, like, clawed my way into wanting to be sober and just kept my mouth shut and went to meetings. And then after doing that, I don't know, I came to a point of, of acceptance. Right. And I think that in surrendering that... Oh, like the saying I just said, intersection
1: between change and acceptance.
0: Right. I think that that is, it's not giving up. Right. And it's not giving in. It's surrendering. It's getting
1: it. Yeah, it's
0: surrendering to the fact, like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> A Duh. I see it now. Right. <laughs> right. The light bulb goes off, up, yep. and you're like, oh,
1: okay. That was the same way with my getting sober. It was, you know, I fought it tooth and nail because it was such, I want to do what I want to want what I want, how I want, and I didn't care that I was an alcoholic. I wanted to drink. Mm-hmm. So when I had the urge where I couldn't take it anymore, I would just drink. Right. You know, it was like, yeah, I know I'm drunk. I don't care I want to drink. I didn't want. Although I wanted sobriety and I wanted a better way of life. Mm-hmm. I hadn't surrendered to the fact that I'm an alcoholic and cannot drink. Right. I was, okay, I'm an alcoholic, but screw it, I'm drinking anyway. I'll suffer the consequences to, to get my drunk on. Right, That was what I finally, my light bulb was, I had to surrender to the fact that I cannot drink. If I want a better life, if I want to treat people better, if I want to save my money (laughs) and not go to jail, not go to psych hospitals, um, don't drink. Right. Bottom line. And I had to surrender to that fact. That was my first surrender when it came to sobriety. Right, right. It, it was definitely, and it took me a long time because I wanted to do it my way. Right. And I had started the fact that my way was the wrong way. Right. It didn't serve me well <laughs> to keep drinking, but I had it in my head where I also beat myself up because there were people that would come in and they would stay sober. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted it as much as they did. I knew I needed to as much as they did. Mm-hmm. You know, I would even work the steps as much as they did mm-hmm. but I hadn't surrendered to the fact that I can't give in to the urge to go back out and drink when my emotions took off right? or when the drunk alcoholic came a calling instead of calling someone or doing something about it I didn't want to fight the urge so I would just give in I surrendered to the fact that I don't want to live this way anymore right? and there are certain things that I needed to do Although I don't think I even knew it at that time, I had to not base my way of getting sober like anyone else's. Because a lot of people came in and out before they got sober. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people didn't. They were smart. They got sober and they stayed sober. And I don't even mean smart as in made them better. They surrendered quicker. I put it that way.
0: Yeah. Well, what I also think that some people, I mean, I know me... I think there's a lot of external things that contribute to our path in recovery, oh, yeah. you know, and how we go about that. Yeah. I was lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it. I. Mm, you were more willing, though. Well, yeah, I, I mean, would say I was probably more willing. Oops, I, was, I was terrified, yeah. was the thing. Yeah. I was terrified because once I hit that point where I woke up and was like, okay, wow. Yeah, I can't do this, right. I really can't, I'm going to die. Yeah. I was more afraid of drinking than dying.
1: Right, that's what finally got me sober this last time.
0: Because that, that was definitely, definitely in the future if I kept it up. Exactly. I think that's what kept me around and My fear of drinking was stronger than my fear of staying sober. Right. So I think that, that that made a big difference for me too. I didn't have that,
1: yeah, I'm an alcoholic,
0: what do I care?
1: Right. You know what I mean? That's how I was. Because I, so, I just, not that I didn't want to live a better life. No,
0: I know that. didn't, I,
1: I wasn't able to get past that urge. Right. What's the word? It's not urge. You know, when you want to uh, drink.
0: I don't know what, what word
1: you're looking for there. You know, when you get the, what? I suck with finding words every week. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I feel the addiction kick in and it's still the wrong word that I want but when that physical sensation came and then if it was back behind any emotion the craving craving thank you yeah
0: but I I also yeah but I also think that that it has to do with having the tools and I know for me that if I wouldn't have done what I did or wouldn't have committed myself to the program the way that I did or I don't even know how to explain it because it it's different for everyone it there and it's not even a judgment thing when you have tremendous trauma in your life yeah and having not had loving parents or you know it sounds this sounds kind of judgy and I don't mean it to sound judgy not judges back to life <laughs> but I think that it it I think outside things can make it harder sometimes for people to stay sober or get sober. Right. Do you know what I'm oh, yeah. saying?
1: Yeah. Not it, that
0: that's an excuse. No. Because anybody who wants it can do right. it. Right, right. But I also think that there's outside things. I I heard somebody once say, you have to do the work to do the work. You have to do it to to be able to...
1: I don't know how to explain that. That's a hard one to explain. I know, I know what you're saying, though. It's, there's a difference between someone who's had a somewhat steady life that comes in and tries to get sober and hooks up with people and does what they're supposed to do and they kind of catch on quicker whereas where someone that comes in like me who is a basket case it's harder to latch on it's harder to latch on to people it's harder to stay grounded to do any of it
0: well and I think if you're not taking care of what you need to take care of I think that if you're not able to or don't have the tools or whatever it is, because I believe there's reasons why we do what we do. Right. I think that there's outside things that contribute to. I think that shame is a huge thing why right. people relapse. Right. I think that not feeling worthy and all that other kind of stuff. And those feelings come from somewhere. Right. Right. If we don't deal with where those feelings come from, how can we move forward? It makes it harder. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the whole time when I did first get sober, the first time I, for everybody out there, I was sober 10 years. And I started when I was 20, and it was fabulous. You know, I was doing the work and going to meetings and helping others, and got married and had kids and got a career, and life was moving along. And then I kind of stopped doing the meetings, and then it became more important to be normal. <laughs> Which has always been a thing for me. I want to be normal. Mm-hmm. Never was. Life never was. So I just wanted to be normal, and I'm sober 10 years. And I found the right counselor to say, You were kind of young when you got sober. Maybe all this good work you've been doing in counseling, and you know, you got this life going, and everything's good now. And I used that to go back out, like any good drunk. Mm-hmm. that's not going to meetings and is living a little bit of a life that's maybe not so much the way I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. I was like veering off that path. Mm-hmm. And what better way than to hide it in alcoholism again. And you know I was off and running for, oh my God, seven, nine years. I don't even remember how long it was. Mm-hmm. Too long, too mm-hmm. horrible. But my surrender when I came back in was definitely what you said. I didn't want to die. I didn't want to hurt these people anymore. And I didn't want to live this life I was living. Walked into this world that I had walked into that was insane. Right. And sober, I couldn't deal with it. I could not Mm -hmm. function sober where I had brought my life. I, I couldn't do it. I could. I did. But I had changed a lot of things to get there. But in all of my surrenders, it meant having to admit things about myself and putting the white flags up to myself Mm -hmm. and say oh my gosh look at where you are look at what you're doing it's time to give this up and get back to where you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. and that's I mean when I went back to meetings I was like literally I've heard people say it going home right I was where I was supposed to be Right, and I did not want to go back to where I was, and did not want to go back down. I had spent all those years working so hard, right, on all my past and my childhood stuff, and trying to have a decent life. To now, I have all this crap of adult shit, right, that I caused nobody else, right, myself. So that was that was hard, and I had to surrender to this mess being and all about me, right. That was hard.
0: Episode. well yeah
1: Ugh. it's no fun so
0: uh. it's no, no fun looking at ourselves like that and yep. realizing that what we've done and how we've hurt people and you know, I mean even in sobriety we can do that I know I have and I think that it's it's hard to swallow sometimes I know for me that in order for me to get to a place of surrender I've got to come up against it and it's got to roar its head at me it's Typically, it's not Make the you
1: put your arms up and surrender.
0: Yeah, it's it's not the easier, softer way. Right. I mean, it's
1: gotten easier over the years. Oh yeah, surrender quicker. Right. Easier, less pain. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't have to beat myself over the head a hundred times. Maybe only ten. Right. But it's still not an easy thing to do. It's I have to put aside my ego. I have to put aside my wants. I have to put aside my ideas right or what i think should be right in order for me to surrender to something today sometimes i just need to sit and say okay there is absolutely nothing in this that i can i can change but me
1: right yep i get that
0: and i've got to sit in that You know, I can know it in my head, but from head to heart are two different things, you know. That's the surrender
1: part, the head to heart, yep.
0: Sometimes you just got to sit in the muck
1: for a while and muck around. Like it says about the intersection between change and acceptance, sometimes it's just surrender is just accepting something. Mm -hmm. And then other times, surrender is changing. Yep. You know, that's one reason why I used to have it up big on my wall for years. And that's why I was going to print it out, and I'm having issues with my printer so I'm gonna wait until it works so I can put it up there nice but it's been perfect for me and hearing Walt tell me it all the time and he would say it a lot when I was having people issues and he'd say you gotta surrender and that's all he would say mm-hmm. because well like I you know we were talking about earlier and like I've said you know you guys have heard me on the podcast about say about people just not thinking and being the way I am <laughs> why can't they just and it's also about surrendering to the fact that some people are never going to change yep they're never going to be there for you
0: yep. no matter
1: how much they hurt you they're never going to apologize right and no matter how sick they are they may never get help yep. and no matter how wonderful they are to everyone else they're not going to be to me. And those are hard things to surrender to because you still want to have those things.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So I had to just come to the realization that surrender in this aspect means I have to not keep allowing it to hurt me. Mm-hmm. I have to keep not keep allowing it to run my life. Mm-hmm. I have to not base my worth on the way someone does or doesn't treat me right and those things I had to surrender to literally I mean they were okay you need to accept it or change it and this is only something that I can accept and then the change part was on me where right. I you know how am I going to deal with it one thing is go to al another thing is take it to counseling another thing is go to the person the parts that I could change
0: yeah you know? yeah
1: and then And then do that, but that was every time I hear the word surrender to save my life. I had to lose it. I had to stop being me because I wasn't getting anywhere being the person I was being. Right. I had to literally change almost everything. I even tried to change my handwriting. Not kidding. (laughs) Tried to be for everyone else what fit or what they wanted. Yeah. I just spent so many years doing that that. I had to keep, in different phases and different ways over the years, I had to figure out, well, how do I really feel about this? I've always felt this way because they felt that way, and since I trusted them, I I just always went with it, but it does not serve me well anymore. (laughs) So I had to go there and figure it out, and then that also comes to one of the things i want to talk about and i know that you can get this i think that i had to surrender to the fact that i was someone a child that was abused Mm -hmm. i was someone that used drugs and alcohol very early that had a topsy-turvy child that i had a i was a street punk as a teenager and that any brains i had i fried that i wasn't very respectful that i was a thief that as a young adult, I was messed up in the head mm-hmm. and made some bad decisions. I had to just surrender all that and say to you, like you said, I right. had to sit with it and say, that was my life, that was what happened, and here we are now trying to do better today. And that's all I have is today. And then eventually it was like, wow, I have five todays that have been better. Right. Now I have 10, now I have 15. And pretty soon it got more and more where I had to, like I talk about with my mindfulness, be in the moment and saying, at this moment, in this day, and now I can say in these years, I have lived a good quality life. I have done my best. I have not fallen backwards. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I'm losing my, my thoughts because it gets me very emotional because I, I think about that with a lot of people that had very, as you said, shameful histories Mm -hmm. or, you know, some of them with high felonies and they're trying to get sober and trying to get jobs and it just adds to their shame when they can't get a job because of their felony. Right. And when I'm talking to these new women or there are some women that, they're not in the program, they don't have drinking or drug problems, but they have history Mm -hmm. and they're trying to learn how to live new lives, Mm -hmm. and I tell them, how did you do today? Did you do well today? Can you live with how you lived today? Because that's all you have. And then you go to the next day. And then the next day. Right. As the days go on, and when I want to get into that shame part, Mm -hmm. I have to surrender that old tape, old Mm -hmm. allowing someone else to try to bring that shame and guilt or whatever back to me it has been 20 years. Don't you allow them to do that to you. Mm-hmm. You need to surrender to the fact that that is over. Right. You know, and it, that's a totally different kind of surrender. So that's why I was thinking there's, there's so many. so many
0: different surrenders for sure. Yeah,
1: it's like they sit so differently within us. Yeah. It, so many different times of our lives.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one one thing for me, I have to acknowledge something to to be able to kind of admit to something, to be able to surrender to it. If I don't know what it is and if I don't acknowledge it, I can't surrender to it.
1: Yeah. And then the hard part is even getting to understand it. Getting yes. to
0: understand it. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a, a laborious type of journey. Mm-hmm. But I know for me that I wouldn't have it any other way as hard as it can be you know Mm -hmm. I mean I agree we all have to at least I know for me I have to admit the truth about myself past present I mean this is how I was this is how I am this is how I hope to be right kind of thing and to acknowledge that (laughs) for one that I'm human (laughs) yeah I have character defects just like everybody else and flaws and have hurt people and have my own past and to acknowledge that. can't deny it. If I deny it, what's one of the promises? We will not regret the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. Yeah. I think that all the experiences that I've had in my life have made me who I am today. Exactly. And surrendering or resisting that, you know, when I resist things, it's, uh, it's, it causes so much turmoil. Right. And if I try and deny something, you know, I can maybe deny it for a little while. But the truth is the truth. Right. It's to seep its way out. Yeah. Yep. And it rears its head somehow, some way. Right. So I've got to deal with it at some point. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, you for we, me.
0: Yes. Well I was
1: gonna for say me. many of us have and and even in everyday life, I mean, sometimes it takes five minutes, sometimes it takes five days.
0: Right. Right. right like you
1: said what well, we don't know we don't know. Right. And sometimes we we realize it's there and they're like no it's not.
0: Well, you know my, <laughs> nope. my my uh my denial system today is is totally different than it used to be. Today what I do to distract or divert or ignore right right is get sucked into something else that is going to draw my attention. You know, I can watch Netflix all day long or I could can, can do canning all day, get into another addiction, or yeah. yes. just so I don't have to face something. But sooner or later, because I do want better, I yes. do. You yes. know what I mean? Sooner There's or later, the difference. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. going to rear, and I'm going to go. Well, well, I guess I didn't get away from that one. <laughs> right,
1: you're just surrendering to yourself and what it is, yeah.
0: and having to to sit in that.
1: Doing it or not doing it. Right. Admitting it or not admitting it. I, I've been thinking a lot about you know because you've said that a couple times and I've been using it a lot you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. the first time I heard that and it's probably been around forever was just a couple years ago and it hit me like a ton of bricks because that was so me in my early years of sobriety in my early 20s because right. there were so many things I didn't know and I didn't have certain people in my life to teach me on what it meant to be allowed to share to be allowed to be open to be vulnerable with someone and not have it be used against you or, or telling you to pick you know pick yourself up and just get moving i don't want to hear your whininess i didn't have a lot of those things right so i didn't know a lot about myself because i never even knew i i never had the opportunity to know or no one offered it to me or because I was young and I just didn't. Right. And because what we were talking about with the di- denial. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it was so strong. I really didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And that scares me sometimes.
0: Yeah, I know it does me too sometimes because when you think about it, I mean, I know that How
1: did I not know? Right. Know?
0: Right. Yeah. I but I think experience and immaturity plays a in big part taught. in not being taught and not having the words right, to put with it has always been something that has intrigued me because I mean I know that at 16 I was immature I, in every way shape and form right. emotionally You're mentally who's yeah. been using? I mean yeah. I yeah I get that but the older I got the more I started to understand right you know, the more I was around people who were Good. healthy yeah, and doing what they needed to do to take care of themselves, knowing... knowing you the way. Yeah. When somebody said, hey, I'll give you a call later on this evening or why don't we do coffee and follow through with it right, instead of blowing you off right, and then not following through with it. Right. So I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Today I know that's integrity.
1: Yeah. Then when the light bulb goes off... Yeah, like, that was hard for me though because when the light bulb went off, I was like, Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, I've been shit. doing this for this many years. <laughs> right. I've been doing that. And I didn't even know. Right. That that's why I was doing it, or I didn't even know that that's what I was I was doing. And then feeling guilty for doing something that I didn't even realize I was doing that was right. hurting someone, or that was hurting myself, or that, right. You know that I wasn't working on something because I didn't even know it was there. Right. You know, so when the light bulb goes off, it's like, oh, yay, yes, I can surrender this, I can do this. Ooh, i got to change it. And ooh, yeah, I'm like, I've been uh, doing that for too long. <laughs> yes. This one... This, oh, this just gave me all goosebumps. This this huh?
0: one still serves me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's, you
1: know... My isolation still serves me. And I know that yeah, I try to be careful... Mm -hmm. But I'm more honest about it now. Yeah. I will say, and they'll say, well, don't you think that's time you need to be out and be with people and you need to go to a meeting? Mm -hmm. You know, because you just don't want to be around people right now. I'm like, no, I really just don't want to be around people. Right. I know now when I'm isolating from running. And when I'm isolating because I have to. Right. I know. Sure. It was something I realized that... I really am not what people think I am. I am not someone that wants to always be with a, a man, a person. Right. I'm not someone that likes to go out and socialize all the time. I may seem like it because you know me, and we're friendly, and I talk a lot, and I'm relaxed. Mm-hmm. But my true being is not into going out and just doing right. social small talk. I'm just not good with it. I have over the years... Right, right, we all have. And I'm more comfortable with it, and it's usually with my group, you know. Yeah. Or if it's for a good cause, fundraiser, sorry, or anything like that. But that was one of my aha moments, and it was one of my, this is who I am. And it was hard, because I had to do that, surrender again, Mm -hmm. and say, okay, life, I hear you. I hear you, God, I hear you, universe, I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. This is another thing I'm learning about me. And then it's acceptance. And it was also heart change because now I have to explain to people, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. When they think I should be and I'm being unhealthy because I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then I had to be assertive and say, no, I'm okay. I really, this is okay and healthy. This is right. just where I am right now. It. It's hard. A lot of people are like, no, 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 you're this and you're isolating and you need to not do that. And I was like, oh, that was another aha and learning and surrendering and having to make that change. It's just, it's hard. It is hard. It is
0: is definitely hard. hard. I know one of the hardest things for me to do still today is the older that I get, I have to surrender to the fact that I have limits. Yes. And it's not just physical limits. Right. And for me to be my best self, I've had to learn how to
1: set limits, boundaries, however you want to say like it. Like when you learn telling us you're learning how to tell people, no. Right, or, right. No, but let me help you this way. Right. That was something.
0: Right. New. And realizing that me surrendering to that was more about how I felt about myself, not so much about how other people felt about right. me.
1: Right, Put it in very good words.
0: And that's, that's hard. Yeah. Because I'm conditioned to always, I'm my worst enemy. I am most critical of myself. And to realize that, okay, wait a minute here. <laughs> uh, harder for me to, I don't even know how to explain this one either. I would rather surrender to having limits and having boundaries to be able to take care of myself than to people please somebody right. else. Right. And that's hard because it's by nature. Right. That's the change part. It goes against the grain yes. to do that, yes. and that's what's hard. And it's the not,
1: butterflies in the stomach and anxiety, and yeah, blood rushes to your head when you're trying to.
0: Exactly, it's yeah. and it's not so much about hurting somebody else or dis- disappointing somebody else. It's the actual act doing
1: it, yes, of
0: doing it yes. that you're tugging against the grain there, and it's like okay, this is not an easy thing to yes. do, but it's the healthiest thing to do right at least for me i can't you know what's that saying please everybody nobody's pleased please yourself at least you're pleased kind of a thing and And in a healthy
1: way that doesn't mean selfishly. not selfishly but in a you can't please everybody right absolutely well
0: and to put my worth and my self-esteem in outside stuff like that is where the struggle comes i would do all those things just to feel better about myself because I was giving, I was doing. Right. Do you know what I mean? For everybody else. Right. I didn't know how to do it for myself. And it wasn't until I could start doing that. Right. And acknowledging that I have worth and that it doesn't come from somebody else saying, Oh, what a good job you're doing You know, knowing it within. So that
1: that's still a work in progress, you know, and I think it probably always will be. There is one of those quotes I have it actually saved on the computer to remind myself every now and then that says something about, I, I'm sorry you guys, but basically it, it the quote is about I don't base my worth on what you think of me. Yeah. There are so many people that, and I'm totally saying it the wrong way.
0: People don't know who you are. Yeah,
1: and you know. and I'm not and I'm not saying it the right way at all. I wish I was because you were putting it so you put it so well, and I was trying to wrap it up into that nice little quote, and it didn't come out right. Just because you can't see me for who I am doesn't mean this isn't who I am. Right. Just because someone re- refuses to acknowledge the person you are today or whatever is in their mind mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's the truth. Right. And I used to get suckered into that. Right, because they're not treating me well or they're not being nice to me, that must be something's wrong with me. Right. And I've come to learn, and it's so funny because one of my girlfriends and I, we had such a great talk this morning. We talked about, oh my gosh, we talked about religions and friends and people and relationships. And then we talked about that. You know, we were talking about just because someone doesn't treat you right doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. And I always felt that way. Right. That they treated me that way, or they don't call me, or they cheated on me, or whatever it was. It was because of me. I did something wrong, or I'm right. not enough, or I'm right. this, and I'm that. Right. That's all about them. And I try so hard to teach my girls that. Yeah. And that same holds true for me. Yep. If I'm not calling someone back, if I'm calling someone too much, if I do something not appropriate to someone else, it's not because they're lacking or they're not good enough or whatever. It's because something's wrong with me. Right. You know, it goes both ways. Right. And that was a hard lesson to learn. Well, work. it's
0: easier to blame. I'd rather blame than
1: take responsibility. Well... For me... For me, it was easier to to blame myself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because... Yeah. Then I'm... Well, I don't even know if it was easier. It's just that's how I always was. Right,
0: right. There's something wrong with
1: us. Right. I was old. you were this, you were that. So therefore, you're treating me because I'm this way.
0: Right. We know how to do that. Yeah.
1: So I spent my life doing that. Like, yeah. Whoa. wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's
0: hard not to do that. Yes.
1: Yes. Like, you with know? the people pleasing, like you yep. were saying.
0: It's so hard not to do that. It's so hard not to go, okay, what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? Did I say something wrong? Did I cross the line? Is my, I don't know, my gray showing? You know, just stupid stuff. What goes on between my ears is all about me. (laughs) Most of the time doesn't have anything to do with me.
1: Right, I know. I, and I the used story to I that. make up in my
0: yes. head is completely different than the facts.
1: <laughs> so. You were the one that helped me with that. Um, in my, you see, I drank, so it was after I went back out. But I remember the conversation very well, and I've used it with my girls, and and I focused on it for a long time. In any relationship I was in, I didn't always do a good job with it. But you told me. One day, the guy I was seeing was late. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I wonder if he went to go see that girl that's been trying to hit on him. And then it started spiraling and spiraling mm-hmm. and spiraling. Mm-hmm. And you're like, maybe he got flat. Um, maybe you got held up at work. Mm-hmm. And you're, you were telling me all these other things. And then we had this conversation about, and we have also said it recently on the podcast, don't create something in your brain and just let it roll and go. and Right. And, and I found after that conversation over the years that I did that. And it's been probably the last 15, 20 years that I have really paid attention to that. And I also went further with it. Like, I knew that someone was cheating on me. Yeah. And so when they were out, instead of going down the rabbit hole, I'm like, Okay, I already know. I don't have to go down the rabbit hole. So taking it further would be, Why have I wasted all these years and area's he cheating and <laughs> so then I would go into all that and then I finally got to a point where it doesn't even matter. I try not to worry too much. I do it with my kids still, like if mm-hmm. they're late. Mm-hmm. I know, I hope this and I hope that. But I get myself back on track quick. Because right. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of trying to fill in the pieces of my fear. Right. And then I started to think, and if they are cheating, so what? You didn't waste your years. You gave your years. You had the love or whatever. Right. If they're cheating and you're done, then you're going to move on. If they're cheating, then you're going to acknowledge it and you're going to figure out what to do next. Right. But there's no, there's no rabbit hole. There's no, I gave up my life and I tried to tell my kids this too, or the mm-hmm. girls I'm sponsoring, yeah. friends I'm talking to. Right. When something happens, I have to know it. I can't make it up in my brain anymore. Right. And then if it does happen, because that's what we're doing, we're trying to fill in all these things because we don't want to be surprised. Right. And find out later and feel like, oh, I should have known or I guessed it or whatever. Right. Because we're making ourselves insane trying to figure it out. Right. So, if I'm not figuring it out, when it happens, it happens, and then I'll deal with it when it happens. Talk about less stress. It took time. It took effort. It took work. Absolutely. It was hard, but like you said, the better I took care of me, yeah. the better I was okay inside, the better I surrendered to those insecurities right. of this is how I am, and I don't want to be there anymore. Right. So, acceptance and no change. Yep. It was amazing, Nance. I mean Oh I know, it's amazing. Sent me on a whole journey of because I used to go insane. Well, no, I, we brain. all have. I can
0: still do it today. It just doesn't go to the same extent, you know, and I can stop myself a lot sooner before I head down that treacherous road of the lies I'm going to tell myself.
1: And happening that never even came close right. to happening. Right,
0: and doesn't yeah. even have anything to do with me, or if it does, it's not what I think it is. Right. I look for, I think I went there because I needed an answer, or I needed certainty, living in uncertainty is a lot harder than it is to if you have the answer then you can do something right cut and dry black and white yeah if you're living in uh i don't know how do you negotiate that how do you that's hard it is that's what i try to work on and not put myself into a place of panic or
1: stress or emotional turmoil of something you don't even know is right. happening or right happens.
0: or it's a lie that I've made up and once I find out the truth I'm gonna go well
1: <laughs> yeah no, I, <laughs> I just spent two why hours didn't freaking out and that call, didn't happen. <laughs> or why
0: didn't I just talk to the person and that I can do better today as uncomfortable as it can be if I felt slighted by somebody or somebody hurt my feelings And I start to go down that road of making up all kinds of stories. It's easier for me to go to that person today and say, "Hey, this is what what I was thinking was going on." Does that? And when they say, "Oh no, that has absolutely nothing to do with it," you know, then I'm like, "Well, okay."
1: Right. Then it clears it. Sometimes, like I had talked to you once about mm-hmm. a relationship that I felt like it was going this way and I wasn't sure and I didn't want to read into it and, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure it's the kind of person I can actually talk to and we were talking about it and just talking to you helped me see some things clear and it also helped me to be able to say decide well am I going to talk to him or am I not right. and I felt okay about not talking about it for a while Yeah, and then I let it go and it actually changed a little mm-hmm. the whole relationship and then it kind of went back to the way it was again. Mm-hmm. And then, not even having to talk to the person, I found through talking to you and just letting things that it's not about me. Right. It's this person. That's how this person is. Right. And, right. And I felt better. I didn't have to do a confrontation, which I hate.
0: Yeah. And I didn't have to
1: put them on the spot because I didn't think that they were even getting yeah. what they were doing. So that was another yeah. That was another good thing. You know, sometimes just talking things out with someone helps.
0: Put some clarity to it.
1: Yeah. Makes things less crazy in there. Right. You don't have to fill the gaps so much because you're talking it out with someone else. Right. Right. And hopefully they're talking you down and not making you go more down a rabbit hole.
0: Right. Them. Then maybe call somebody else. <laughs> right.
1: And I love that word rabbit hole because it's literally what it is. You are enclosed and going so many places and go, go so many twists and turns. And the only way out is backing out. Right. Or creating a new hole to freedom. I mean, that's why I love the word rabbit hole, it, Right. In my mind, I don't, I don't like going there anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't either. It's I really don't. It's
1: and it makes no sense to do that to myself. Right. And I think part of it, too, was kind of a surrender to life. Knowing that I can accept whatever comes down the line. Didn't have to create all these things in my mind trying to figure out what was going on or what they were doing or why they said that or why they did that because no matter what it is, I feel like I'm going to deal with it. Right. Where back then, I needed to know, like you said, because right. I didn't know if I was going to be able to deal with it. Right. If it was this, and how am I going to do it? And I want to be ahead of the game. And Oh, da, 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 you know, oh yeah. So I think being more comfortable... And knowing that I can't deal with things.
0: Yeah, I think the more secure we get with inside ourselves, the less we have to
1: do that kind of right. And the shenanigans. better the thing we live. Yeah. The less that stuff happens. Yeah. It's because you're not around people that
0: create drama.
1: Yeah. And, create yeah, a lot of that nonsense. Worry and concern and stress and right. You know, I think that that's a and I I feel guilty sometimes because I do. I do tend to veer away sometimes if I start to get in around someone that's a little bit out there, because I have a hard time still dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I get too. I, I don't. I don't want to go there. It's yeah. almost a fear thing. I have been steering clear of this for years. Mm -hmm. I don't want that kind of person in my life. But then the last couple years, I've been realizing that getting better at it, so Mm -hmm. when I'm talking to some of the newer ladies, I'm like, I can do this now. Yeah. I I can take it in without it affecting me. Yeah. Without it starting to stir up old tapes and old feelings and fears and stuff like that, so...
0: I know when there's a good feeling. when there's a lot of drama or you know somebody just needs to vent or just get stuff off. I can do that you know some of the other stuff though that hurtful to other people or gossip or whatever it is i either I've learned how either to redirect it or to get myself out of it because there isn't anything like- w- politics people who like to talk about right. politics and stuff and it's not that I don't care about politics, right. because I do. It's not that I don't have my own beliefs, yeah, you know, and I what, what I want. But I also am not somebody who's going to try and shove my belief system down somebody else's throat and criticize them for
1: thinking the way they do. Right, and get on one of those tangents with someone. It's,
0: yeah. it's too personal, to me to do that and I have a lot of people in my life who believe a certain way and I believe a certain way and I can be around them. We just don't talk politics. Right, exactly. And when, when I am around somebody who does that and wants to shove something down my throat or criticize me for my beliefs i can I know how to get myself out of that right you know without right. being a jackass right and criticizing them without having to lash back and essentially punch back Or I don't hide,
1: have, in my case
0: yeah i don't I don't feel the need to do that anymore I can let them be who they are and still care about them and love them regardless right you know exactly. but
1: still not tolerate that and that's good you said that because that's the other spectrum of not getting into it with them and still being able to tolerate them. Where mine was, I was running because yeah. I didn't want to have to deal with those kind of people. Mm-hmm. And now I can. And like yeah. you know, like you, said, conflict is hard. I don't though. have to run, and I don't have to. Yeah. Right. I don't have to fight back or get into an argument anymore.
0: Right. I mean, sometimes when you're talking about surrender, but surrendering to the fact that there's a conflict here. All I have to worry about is what I do on my side. Right, my side of the street.
1: Little tiny surrenders every day, sometimes yeah. ten times a day,
0: and realizing that everything on their side of the street is theirs. What's on mine is mine. Right, you know, and realizing that sometimes I just need to stay on my side of the road. Right, and keep myself where I need to be. Right, you know, and realize that I cannot do anything about where they're at how they're thinking what their beliefs are yeah and love them regardless yeah that's not an easy thing to do sometimes yeah it really helpful. isn't
1: and it's even harder when you love them but you know you still can't be around them yeah that's the worst yeah that would be that's that's a hard I really do love you but I can't I can't do this anymore
0: yeah that's,
1: yeah I feel L on. I I look at them and it just some of them just floor me because they're still with their act drunks hmm and I cut this out the last time we talked about it, but it amazes me how they can do it. And I know it's because they love them, but being a person in the program and being a drunk, had I been in the relationship for 30 years, and they're still drinking, and I'm an Alan and I'm sober, totally different story. Maybe then I would sit in it. But to get into a relationship now, and it be with someone who decides to go back out and drinking and stuff, I'd like goodbye mm-hmm. i couldn't put up with it i couldn't do it
0: well i so always I, think that they're getting something out of it
1: that enhances right. their well, life that's, good bad and or indifferent and i just they amaze me they they're like power of examples yeah that's the perfect word because if they can do that then i can do this
0: right <laughs> <laughs> we're,
1: uh we're glad you're here again yes thank you for sharing your time with us And definitely any comments or questions or suggestions, anything that you want to hear or have questions on what we've already said, you can put them on our email or you can do it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, private message, whatever you need to do. Um, Just let us know. And if you go to reallylife 20com it has everything on there. Like all the links to go anywhere so you don't have to go searching anywhere else they're all there so i don't think there's any other news or any other thoughts or anything i don't think so no i saw a robin this morning and the birds were chirping when i got up and the sun's it, out it was just ooh, spring I'm yeah excited. so me too that makes me feel good all right everyone take care and it's yeah, good seeing you nance good seeing you and we are out.